This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Uh, kia ora koutou, um, koe ana tuku ingoa, name's Anna, ko te pau e whakifuranaki o Otipoti Tokumahi. I work as the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau Dunedin. Today we have Jessica Nemec, the community engagement officer from um, Utilities Disputes with us. No my hairi mai Jessica, kia ora for zooming in today. Kia ora, thank you so much for the opportunity and I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so firstly, jumping right into the utilities disputes, um, you know, I think trust is a big issue when people think of using a service like yours. Um, so people need to know that you are free and independent and can be trusted. Um, can you give us a bit, bit of a background of how and when the service started? Mm. It's a really good question. And I, um, I get that a lot in the community about trust and building a relationship um, with providers and things like that. So utilities disputes used to be called the um, electricity complaint scheme back in 2001. And um, it was started by the electricity industry. They really wanted to um, be able to allow customers to um, to ring a particular organization to make complaints um, and to share their, their concerns. So that was really good. Um, fast checking that um, up until a few years ago, 2016, um, utilities, the sorry, the um, electricity complaint scheme um, was transformed into um, Utilities Disputes Limited. Um, and we were um, able to have additional industries utilities um, join us as well so we've got electricity we've got broadband um, access on shared properties um, as well as water in some places so it is really good to see that um, the electricity authority um, and all of the providers the retailers however you'd like to to call them um, want a place for customers as well as themselves to be able to sort problems out, um, to be able to keep those relationships because the relationship is between the customer and the provider. Yeah. And, and we are the people in the middle that um, mediate when things go wrong. Yeah. So um, can you explain the structure a little bit? I see there's a board of commissioners and there's staff and then there's advisory committees. How, how are those people appointed and what's the training of the staff that deal with the dispute? Yeah, so um, so we definitely have a board and we have a commissioner, Mary Olivia, and um, we have Neil Malon, who is the, Malon, sorry, who is the deputy commissioner. I report to him as the community engagement officer. And we have a communications team as well as an early resolution team and a team of conciliators that work on um, on some cases. Um, so it's a really supportive team. Um, and How are they all appointed though? Like, do they get voted on or where do they, where do they come the board, from? The board, yes, um, I think the board has a voting strategy um, and, and obviously they would look for new uh, appointees to the board. Um, but so, they, also- so they'd have to be independent from the services themselves? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, yeah. We do have um, an advisory co committee as well. And um, we have, um, which is really interesting because the Salvation Army is part of that um, as yeah, well. Um, and that's really lovely to be able to um, to know that we're listening and we've got people who've really got an ear to the ground and a hand to the plow, really, um, to yeah. be able to support um, that yeah. voice. Yeah. So you touched on a little bit about what utilities can people compl complain about. You said water, um, the broadband providers. Is this, does this include every provider in New Zealand? Um, yes, so for electricity, as far as I'm aware, um, all of the um, retailers or providers or lines companies um, must be um, must belong to us. Um, and we do have a team that work on um, enrolling new members to the scheme. Um, and so when people approach companies to join companies, so an electricity company, for example, they can actually ask them if they belong to utilities disputes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's and it should, all, it should also be on their websites. And that just gives them, again, the um, trust and confidence in the organisation to know that, um, yeah. you know, if things go wrong, there's somebody else that can help sort the problem yeah. out. And so what about all the broadband? So we also support um, with broadband issues. So if a customer, um, a customer could ring us because they are living on a shared um, property, so they're living in a unit or an apartment block, and in those situations, they would need the consent of um, their neighbours to be able yeah. to get the um, the company to come in and install the broadband. Um, and that's actually quite challenging. Um, and I'll give an example of that. I wanted to install fibre onto my own property, and I had a lot of misgivings about them. Uh, saying to me they would have to drill along yeah. and I kind of, and I put it off for a few years because I just didn't understand the process. Um, and when I did, um, you know, ring them up and someone came out and actually saw me and said, hey, this is what's going what's gonna to happen. This is what we're going to do. Couldn't believe how easy it was to actually have it installed. For someone living on a shared property, um, their neighbours would probably have the same concerns and that's where utilities disputes, our team can get involved. They can look at the plans. They can look at where the drilling is going to happen. They're going to look at how the installation is going to happen, um, how those gaps are going to be closed. Um, so our team can actually contact all of those neighbours and have a conference with them and yeah. talk through their process. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I've had similar situations with friends here that have had them, you know, and they put all the wiring, they put it up against a retaining wall instead of burying it and lots of dramas. Yeah. So you can give us a call if, if you can't. Yeah. Oh, I think it's been resolved. I think they just rang and they got them to come back and said, you know, that hadn't been discussed and blah, blah. They were pretty good. But <laughs> there's all the thing with subcontractors too, I think, is a little bit of an issue. Um, but, yeah, because chorus sort of deal with it at the top level, but then they subcontract to to, mm. uh, to other people and all different companies all around New Zealand probably. And it's it's really, I think it's important for someone that's had it installed. Yeah. Um, some of the lessons that I've learned is um, communicate with the contractor that comes out as well as yeah. the company that you're dealing with. So sure. ask, look, um, where are you going to drill? Show me. Um, mark out the plan. Yeah. Uh, you're going, you, where you're going to drill and, and, and into my home, where's, this, where's the holes going to be? Will you fill up any of those gaps? Um, 
if you're digging on the outside of my property and you're digging up some of my soil that maybe was my nice little lawn or I had a little bit of a garden, um, will you fill all of that yeah. and will you sow new seed um, so that, you know, the grass can grow again? So it's those things that really upset us when they go yeah. wrong. But right. having a conversation with um, the person that's coming out to do the job is really important. And don't forget to take their contact details. Um, you know, because then they'll come straight back and fix things up, which again is what happened with me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, can they find a list of those providers on your website? Yes, on our website, um, you can go to, and I think you're going to be putting that up on your um, on your website. Our, uh, our website has all of the contact details for all of our providers. Yeah. 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 And so can you give me some examples of the complaints that you've helped? Well, you sort of have a little bit, but um, the, the, I, I understand that quite a lot are around um, bills, um, high bills or people not understanding their bills. Is that right when it comes to electricity? Absolutely. When it comes to electricity, um, again, myself as a, a customer, um, I, I used to struggle, especially in winter, with having a high power bill. But I also didn't understand a few things. I didn't understand that my provider had different plans um, and different pricing plans that could actually um, support me in the management of the power bill. Um, I didn't understand the usage, so how to use my heat pump correctly. Um, I didn't understand that, obviously, your, my hot water cylinder, when um, you've got extended family or someone's taking long showers, um, you know, your hot water cylinder is going to have to refill and heat that water, and it's going to use a lot of power, um, which, again, at the end of the month, translates into money for us. So, yes, we see um, complaints around um, high power bills. We see backup bills. Um, it could be, for example, that someone has a faulty meter um, or, um, you know, they, they're trying to catch up on previous bills. Um, they could also be facing disconnection. In all of these situations, um, since I've been working with the community and as a customer myself, I understand how vulnerable it is to have to pick up the phone to say, I'm not able to pay this bill or I'm yeah. having a challenge paying this bill. But now I'm faced with a disconnection notice. Um, so that's really, really challenging. And, and we um, at Utilities Disputes, our team understands that. And they are um, so um, empathetic and really want to help um, customers resolve these problems. One of the things that I would like to always suggest to people, and I know it's challenging, but ring your provider in the first instance. Because again, like I said, it's the relationship between the customer and the provider that's really important. Um, part of my role is also working with the um, electricity companies. And when I say, uh, I suppose not working with them, but working to understand how they operate. And building relationships with their community engagement offices, with their call centers, and with the team that work there to see how they are helping customers through challenging times, especially since COVID hit um, last year. And we know that families, uh, family members have lost their, their jobs, um, family situations have changed, but also the money is not enough to cover all of these bills, as well as maybe some debt that people have. Um, yeah. So going so, back to that, what you said about... Um you know, the tips like about how to use your heat pump and stuff. So that's when you talk to people, you actually go through that sort of stuff with them too, do you? Like if they ring and they're, they're, they're trying to figure out what their bill is, you will maybe 
talk to them about how they're using their appliances and what appliances are on and stuff? So our, our team may um, have a conversation with them about, you know, is there something in their home that's, you know, that they think? Because people are not often aware of what's causing the high power bill until yeah. they sit down and actually have a think about what they're using. And or switch we, one off in, or switch them all off and turn one on at a time and stuff like that. Yeah. There's an yeah. amazing organization called ERANS, the Electricity Retailer Association in New Zealand. And um, they have a team that actually work alongside Habitat for Humanity. They mm-hmm. do free um, warmer dry home referrals. Yeah, so I've heard of it. Drugs and things like that. And they can come along and they, they operate nationally. Um, they can do this by phone or they can come uh, go into someone's home if someone welcomes them and completes the referral form. Um, and someone will go out and talk to them about what is, you know, they'll look at their power bill, they'll have a look at um, the property to see are there drafts that are creating the cold and things like that. But also they do a lot of education around using um, using appliances that cause, um, you know, obviously a high power bill. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, what what... What are the some some things that you can't help people with? Some complaints like that you can't really, yeah. Can you talk to me a wee bit about so, that? One of them is around pricing. Now, pricing is out of our jurisdiction. Um, that is something that the Commerce Commission can support with. But around pricing, um, we can have a look to see if the customer um, is on the right plan. Were they communicated with about the, the price and the plan that they were going to be on? Um, so the yeah, pricing is probably some one of the things that we can't really get into with the customer, um, but we can support some other things around that conversation um, yeah. to what information they were given at the beginning. So going sort of more to the process now. So do the do the consumers, you know, they have they try they like you said they try to resolve it with the provider first. Um, before coming to you that would always be the first step in in the process um so how how do they do that well i guess they ring them or whatever or email but you can also do that on their behalf can't you if they're they could ring us um so we we absolutely advocate and we suggest that they keep that relationship with the provider but if they think the complaint um is not resolved even with the the provider they can come to us or if they think look i'm just finding this too challenging to talk to my provider about like I talked to you about earlier, where people are feeling embarrassed or, um, you know, very vulnerable about what's been going on with their um, with their bills, they can give us a call. Our um, early resolution team do something, um, we, we term it a three-way call. So um, the, the provider could, sorry, the customer could ring us and give us some information and they'll, we'll, our team will also ask them if we can contact their provider on their behalf. Um, so we'll get the permission to be able to do that and we'll give the provider a call and we'll explain what's going on. Um, and, and that really helps a lot. And then we'll help build that relationship and get the two of them to talk about um, the problems and how we can or how they can actually um, find a good resolution oh, yeah. to it. And what yeah. if, um, do you have a like an interpreter service um, if people don't have English as a first language? Yes, we, we do use... Um, an organization and the name has just gone straight out of my head so. is it is it something now new zealand now or? i think it is yes, yes yeah they're free says yes yeah so if someone does need and and especially you know over the past um 20 years we have people um 
speaking many different languages in New Zealand. And again, that's one of the things I find in community that creates the communication barriers yeah, that sure. people just um, can't communicate in the way they would like to. Um, so, yeah, so we, we absolutely are able to help. One of the other things around that is um, and a complaint that um, I was recently made aware of was where age concern, a customer went to age concern, and age concern in housing New Zealand stepped in to actually support and lodge the customer's complaint on their behalf. So, um, you know, someone could come to you, could come to the CAB or go to their budgeting service and say, this is my situation. And then you or the budgeting service could ring on their behalf. Yeah, for sure. And that organisation that could could help, um, com- you know, interpret or help the customer communicate. Yeah, we can have, we can absolutely do that, and um, and yeah. we can use the Indonesia here. The Southern District Health Board has an interpreter service funded by the DCC, so we can we often get an interpreter come in and sit alongside the client and then help, um, mm. like fill in a form or ring on behalf. Yeah, three three way thing. So yeah, that's definitely something we can do. Mm. Um, and what about hearing impaired people? So absolutely. So we have, um, so they could, again, they could uh, contact us. We, we have a chat function uh, yeah. on our website or they could email us or, again, they could go, um, you know, to a local CAB or to a local service um, service provider, social service provider um, for assistance and we'll definitely be able to help them as well. Yeah. And so... Um, so when they start the disputes process, like you said, they can ring the 800 number. There's an online form. What What is the average time, um, you know, how, how quickly do you get back to people and how quickly does the process start and, you know, what's that time frame? Um, that's really interesting. So some calls, depending on the complexity um, or the nature of the inquiry or the complaint, could take anywhere from a couple of minutes or a couple of hours to a few days or maybe two weeks, two or three weeks. Um, yeah. So there's about a 20-day period for yeah. um, a resolution to be made from the time the um, inquiry or complaint is made by the customer to their provider. Yeah, so, so they have to get back to the customer within 20 days, don't they? Yes. But then yes. when they're not happy with that and they then get you involved, yeah. so, in your time frame from that point, <coughs> excuse me, it's a bit dependent on... Well, we try, get it, we, we try from it's still 20 days from when the okay. customer first made the complaint. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And yeah. so um, I see the first step is, is facilitation in your process. Um, but if the information is unclear, there's an investigation team? So our team, we have an amazing team um, and lots of experience um, within our team. So um, our team, are, you know, that are so knowledgeable about so many different things. When I sit, when I go to Wellington and sit with the team, um, I'm always amazed at what they're able to just talk to customers about, you know, all this knowledge they've got in their, in their minds and the experience that they have. Um, when they come to um, a situation where they, they aren't quite sure, they always go to the rest of the team and they talk about it because um, their focus is always to make sure that they're supporting um, and doing the right thing um, by the customer as well as the provider. So we are free, fair, and independent. Um, and so we, we don't offer a mediation service. And sometimes people do kind of confuse us and they say, sorry, we do offer mediation. We don't advocate 
for either provider or um, or customer. So we do mediate, but we don't advocate. Um, So, yeah. So we definitely are free, fair, and independent. And so tell me about the um, conciliation conferences. Where where would they come into it? So that would be um, if there is an issue, um, a situation with a complaint or an inquiry where more time or uh, more expertise needs to be drawn on and it's not just um, a clear situation, um, then that that will actually need more time and um, it will involve some other people. So we may have um, phone conferences, we may have Zoom calls or our team may actually go out and meet the customer. Um, but yeah, they'll need more information. And so, but you can make binding recommendations. Is that correct? Um, so, when there's an impasse and um, the customer is is not happy with the with the outcome, um, or the retailer, our commissioner Mary Olivier could actually make a recommendation. Now, that recommendation will not be binding on the customer but it will be binding if it is a recommendation for the provider or the retailer, it will be binding on them. So even if the retailer, sorry, the provider disagree, they can't change it. But if the customer disagreed on the, they can, it won't be binding on them. Won't be binding. Yeah, that's quite good. Um, So, and what's happening over level two, three and and four, like over Zoom, how, how do people, it all just gets done over the phone, does it? It's done on the phone or, um, by email, um, you know, so definitely, obviously, the phone is a, a resource that we use a lot, a way to communicate. Um, and we, we also understand over lockdown periods, people um, are quite anxious. Their stress levels are a whole lot higher mm-hmm. um, than other times of the year or in other circumstances. And so we, our team is very aware of that. And so one of the things I say to people when I'm out in community or at the moment for the past couple of months being in Auckland, I've been talking to people on Teams or Zoom or on the phone. I've been saying to them, I understand that it's challenging for you to make a complaint and I understand your stress levels. And sometimes people, it manifests as anger. And yeah. we, we don't take it personally, but we understand the situation. So I often say to people, if you can write down your concerns or speak them into the phone or however you can do it, um, write down those things that you're really concerned about. So when you get on the phone with us, you can stick to all of the points that you need to make so that we can really help you resolve yeah. the issue. But we yeah. definitely understand that people are stressed. Yeah. And so anywhere anywhere around the country can access it, though, no matter where they are. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what tips might you have for people avoiding getting to this point? I suppose you've covered it a little bit. Communication is the biggest thing. Communication, um, but also using power switch. Um, a lot of people don't know um, that power switch is actually a tool that can, you know, they can go onto the, the internet, Google power switch, it'll come up and they can actually put in their personal situation, living arrangements, yeah. and find the best provider. But even when they find the one that is recommended, have a conversation. Yeah, them. so that's powerswitch.org.nz, is it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and also they can also talk to the provider about what plan they're on too, can't they? And yeah. make sure they're on the right plan for their situation. Especially when things change. So either yeah. adding family members or family members leaving the home, let your power company know. Yeah, and so your website, have the power, 
NZ is quite, it's got some great tips on it, hasn't it? It does. Um, it has a really good video on it as well. Lots of tips and resources. Um, and also there's a medically dependent form on your provider's website. So, you know, if there is someone in the home that is medically dependent on power, um, yeah, please make sure that you let your provider know. Yeah, great. So um, lastly, thanks so much for joining me over Zoom, Jessica. It's really appreciated. I'm sure the listeners have learned a lot about your service and what you do. Um, if they have a complaint about their utilities provider, it's, um, it's a great service you guys provide. Thank you, um, Anna. Really appreciate your time. And yes. thank you. Do you want to just say again the numbers, how people can get in contact with you and the email address maybe or the online chat where they find that stuff? So it's um, our 800 number is 0800 223340. It's 0800 223340. Or you can go to Um and we'll be able to, we've got a chat function on there that we'll be able to help you with. Or you can give us a call. If it is on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, you can leave a message and our team will get back to you. Perfect. Yeah. And all, um, we also just remember everyone listening that Citizens Advice Bureau will have this um, information and links and contacts, all those details on our website as well as on their your, your the utilities website. Um, and that have the power.nz is another great place to find all that information. So... Yeah, thank you, Otago Access Radio and Jeff for hosting us today and organising um, and to our listeners. And, yeah, just letting everyone know that CAB is operating and available at Alert Level 2 only via via phone and um, email at the moment. We're not doing face-to-face until we get back to Level 1. But our website's www.cab.org.nz. Local number 4716166 or the 0800 number 0800 Um Yeah, so thank you. Noho ora mai rā. Goodbye and look after yourself, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.